you know, uh, uh, especially love, uh, uh, I, I can say this because Sister Shelley's not here. She would be on me bad, but I love pumpkin pie. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. But uh, seriously, I hope it's, it's my prayer that everybody here uh, will have a great um, Thanksgiving with your family. Um, and let, let me say this, please, uh, because we know uh, things happen to everybody. There's been times, uh, Sister Darlene and I, we've had, we've had our share of it. Uh, and uh, we have been helping quite a few people uh, through our deacon fund outside the church. We're going to be sending money to Bangladesh. We're going to be sending money to Rescue Mission. If there is anybody here that's a part of this assembly or you know somebody that's a part of this assembly that could use some assistance and help uh, uh, with uh, if it's a help buy a turkey or do or make up a food basket or anything, please. We have we have two we have two deacons here. Get word to them. Uh, it is my it is my belief and opinion that uh, helping all these others are great, but I think we got to help our own too. And uh, uh, and we we've done that just here recently. Uh, and uh, we don't want nobody a part of our family being without. Hallelujah. Hey, I will invite you to come eat with me if need be. Hallelujah. Amen. We're one family. I feel closer to all of y'all than I do to my own natural family. It ain't nothing. Ain't nothing I wouldn't do for anybody in this house. Hallelujah. Sister Darling and I, we love you. And we're proud to serve as pastors of this assembly. We might not be the biggest church, but we got the biggest heart, the greatest spirit. Give that for yourself. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We're going to go ahead and read our scripture for today found in the book of Luke, chapter 17, verses 11 through 19, I believe it is. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves to the priest. And so it was that as they went, 
they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice, glorified God, fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Let's pray. Lord, as we come today, we thank you and we praise you for your mercy that you shine upon each and every one of us. I'm asking God today that you would teach our hearts to be more grateful, to be more thankful for the blessings that you show our way. Speak to us today through your word. Anoint us. Touch my voice that I can minister right now. And everything's accomplished. We give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. I want to share with you today a subject titled, Taking Time to Be Thankful. Taking time to be thankful. Now, if it's at your house like it is mine, a lot of times things can get real hectic around the holiday time. Right now, people's already even preparing their strategy and plan of attack for Black Friday. And some of them will camp out two days ahead of time in tents. You want to see this short, fat man shouting, praise God, if I was to... If I was to come in here on Friday night and see people in tents lined up waiting until the doors open for Sunday morning. Huh? And some of them ever loving church loving people, Lord, lined up just to save a few bucks, run over somebody and try to stop somebody to death to get in there and get that. Hallelujah. Hello. Amen. Lord of God, <laughs> it's amazing to me every year what I see that goes on, and there have been people trampled to death. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what. I mean, it'd be great if I could, I could, I could see the day that I could get Brother Brandon here and make him my bouncer and put him out front, break up people fighting, trying to who's first to get in the church door. Hello. I think he'd get the job done, don't you? Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. Amen. But you know what? We get everything. We got to do this and we got to do that, and, you know, and everything has to be so perfect. And, you know, I mean, I, and I got to say, ouch, amen on this because I'm just as guilty sometimes. You, you think this has got to be just like this or that's got to be that. To where we get to the point and the place 
that we forget what it's all supposed to be about. And I know that our, te- our, our children's not being taught in most of the public schools no more. But Thanksgiving is the original American holiday to be thankful to God that people survived. There were many who didn't know those pilgrims that first winter. They went through hardships to have freedom of religion that you and I can do what we've been doing here today. And now it's all been changed and already in this country that's supposed to be, instead of freedom of religion, it's freedom from religion. There's already lawsuits being filed all over this country to try to stop nativity scenes from going up. Amen. They're already being filed. All the do you would you ever believe I you know this past week was the anniversary of President Kennedy being assassinated and that that deal to me is just like nine eleven. It was forever etched in my mind. If you was alive then you won't never forget that. I was in I, I was in school. And I remember being in the classroom and all of a sudden a knock on the door and the teacher excuses herself and steps outside in the hallway for a few minutes and steps back in crying and saying, Class, our president has just been shot, been assassinated. I remember that. I I remember sitting there at my desk looking out the window as some people went outside and Lowered the flag, uh, the half mass, and uh, really, this nation started changing back then. America lost its innocence back then. Uh, from that, they went, and Madeleine O'Hara, the atheist, went in the sixties and sixty-three also. And got prayer and the Bible out of the school. When I was raised in the metropolitan school system, everybody, every student, when you got in the fifth grade, the Gideons made a, an appearance and they brought New Testaments and they passed out to all fifth graders all over Metro schools, just like they used to give Testaments to servicemen when they was going in the service. Uh, when you walked in the classroom, there was a flag hanging. And the students, every morning, first thing, the principal would come over there and come. There would be a, a moment of silence. Then there would be the Pledge of Allegiance, where we would stand and say we were one nation under God. Over one of the blackboards was printed out a scripture known as the Golden Rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. 
the America that I live in today is not like the America that I was raised in. I was raised up mostly in South Nashville, Flat Rock. We didn't have air conditioners. I don't know why. I'm, you know, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just following what the Lord's placing in my heart right now. In the summertime, we'd go to bed with the windows raised all over the house and just a screen. Sometimes the back door being opened, just a just a screen door with just a little hook over it. I don't even like to drive through South Nashville in the middle of the day no more. Hallelujah. Something's changed. It has not been for the better. It's not been for the better. And one of the reasons why it's changed somewhere along the line, America has forgotten to take time to be thankful. We've been a blessed nation, more so than any nation in the world. We don't know what it is, people in other countries, to live the way that they have to live in comparison, in comparison to us. Hallelujah. I remember, I remember when we was at the old church, there was a missionary from one of the third world countries came. And while he was in town, Somebody took him down under the bridge where the homeless was, and he saw our homeless. And he come back and told us in the church, he says, man, those people, he says, they, he says, they live like millionaires compared to the people in our, so we would give anything to live the way your homeless people live. We'd give anything to have half of what they got. Because there are no programs in these other countries. There's no feeding programs like, like there are. And we have forgotten to take the time to be thankful. We have forgotten God. We've forgotten His Word. But let me strive to tell you today that throughout this week, don't get so caught up in everything else and through the holidays as a whole to where you forget to take the time to be thankful. Don't sit down at the table to eat, no matter if it's a turkey or if it is bologna. But But to give God some thanks for what you got, to bow your head and to honor Him. Sometimes we don't thank Him. And, and, and believe me, when you start having things attack you in your body, I know Sister Della this morning, more so than anybody, and, I, and, and I've been experiencing this week, that makes me say, thank you, God, for if you got, let me tell you something, you might not have a dollar in the bank, but if you got good health in your body, you're a millionaire. If you don't have no sickness and no disease in your body, that's something to be thankful for. Hallelujah. And we forget to take the time to be thankful. 
the scriptures that I read to you is a a story that everybody knows has been in church in time. It's a story where Jesus came across ten lepers. And when they saw Jesus, they began to call out to him, have mercy on us, have mercy on us. He heard their cry. And he says, go, amen, to the priest. And as they went and was obeying the Lord and headed that way, God miraculously touched them. And one of them, when he realized what had happened, he stopped everything he was doing. And he runs back to Jesus to take time. Oh, hallelujah. Take time to be thankful. Take time to glorify God. Can I tell you this morning that he was on his way to do something religious. He was headed, amen, to the temple. He was headed to the priest, amen, to do a religious act. But he stopped his religious act to take time to be thankful. Oh, let me tell you something. If, if, if religious people in this nation, hallelujah, if they would just stop their religiosity, if they would just stop being so religious and just start loving Jesus, oh, come on, somebody. If they would just stop being religious and start loving their brother and their sister and their neighbor as ourself, this world would change. Sometimes religion can stop us from being thankful. There's a couple things that we need to do if we're going to take time to be thankful. Number one, we got to first, we got to recognize our rescue, recognizing your rescue. What do you mean by that? Taking time to be thankful means to take a look at your circumstance. Maybe the circumstances you're in is not totally perfect. But if you can look back and you can see that even though your circumstances is not perfect, they're a whole heck of a lot better than what they was. If you can recognize that then you need to take time to be thankful. Amen. When you recognize, you see, that one leper, when he stopped and he recognized, hey, there's been a change in me. See, we don't realize what it meant to be a leper back then. If you was a leper, you couldn't go in and mingle with people in the city. They had special places for lepers to live. When somebody became a leper, they couldn't even they couldn't even be around their own families more. They would be leopard colonies. Sometimes it would be just in an old cave somewhere. And every time they did go find themselves out, they would have and somebody was was coming by, they uh they would have to stop them from getting too close and they would have to haul out, I'm unclean. I'm unclean. Don't come near me, I'm unclean. Not to be able to make contact with another human being. Not to be able to 
get a hug, not to be able, amen, uh, to to share a kiss with somebody, amen, not to be able, oh, it was a terrible plague. Leprosy, the Bible says, was a type of sin in a person's life. When this one leper realized, hey, my skin, hey, I'm normal, there's I'm healed. He recognized his rescue. That Jesus had delivered him. That Jesus had rescued him. Let me tell you something, church. When we recognize, amen, that God has made a change in our life, we need to take some time to honor him. Hallelujah. We need to take some time, amen, to stop, amen, and to recognize, look at here, God has done something for me. Hallelujah. He deserves some praise. I shouldn't have that song leader or that preacher beg me and plead with me, hallelujah, to worship God. I should have somebody, amen, get on their knees and beg, hallelujah, for me to get out of the pew and do a little walking around and lift my hands and glorify God. My God! Somebody, when are we going to take the time? How do you to worship Him? When are we going to take the time to be thankful? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I tell you this? If you wait, if you wait for somebody to tell you to lift your hands, you've already lost most of your, your blessing from it. Because what God, what 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 you give God, God wants wants it to be spontaneous. Come on, somebody! I said, if you the worship that you give God, God wants it to be spontaneous. He wants it to be not because somebody is begging you and pumping you and prizing you. He wants it to. He wants to look at you and say, "Look at there! Hallelujah! They're sick in body. There's that preacher man. He's he he's been hurting all week long. He's got two kidneys, but he still pressed through to worship God. And guess what? I'm feeling great right now. Hallelujah! Don't feel no pain. The pain medicine I ain't took none this morning. I ain't even because I'm on pain medicine. Hallelujah! But I took some time to do something I didn't feel like doing, and God responds. Psalms chapter 40, verse number 2. This is what David said. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my going. Woo! David's, David, one of David's wives, looked out the window and saw David coming down Main Street. Hallelujah. Oh my gosh! He's got a, he's thrown his real robe down, his crown's gone. He doesn't got nothing but a loincloth on.
The Bible said David danced before the Lord with all his might. What would make a king want to act such a way? What would make a king of a nation, amen, want to make himself the spectacle of everybody like that? Psalms 40 and 2 tells you why. David said, he brought me up also out of a horrible pit. <laughs> out of the mire clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. Hallelujah. So you better believe I'm going to dance. Hallelujah. You better believe I'm going to praise Him. Glory to God. You better believe I'm going to give Him glory no matter who's watching. Glory. David recognized that he was rescued. He recognized he was rescued. Hallelujah. I look at my life, and I look at, I'm watching now the, the time more than what I used to. I'm looking at the clock. I'm looking at the calendar. And I know, amen, that <laughs> I really got more behind me than I got in front of me. As far as being able to do something for God. And I realize I have not got to where I want to be. But just because I'm not everything that I want to be in God don't mean I'm not thankful. Oh, God bring me from what I used to be. I don't have complete knowledge and understanding of all God's Word. Oh, but I thank God, amen, that I know more than I did yesterday. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful that His Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light into my pathway. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful for the Holy Ghost that even when I don't know the way, it will lead me and guide me into all truth. If I will listen to it. Hallelujah. It will lead you and guide you with all truth. It's time that we recognize something. And when you recognize something, take the time to be thankful. Secondly, after that, then we got to surrender to worship. This one leper, when he saw... When he recognized, he stopped, he went back to Jesus, and he surrendered to worship. It seemed like this whole message today is about us worshiping God. And you know what? It wasn't, I, I never have thought about it this way until God was giving me this message. But you really wouldn't think that a person would have to surrender to worship. You hear some men sometime when God calls them to preach, when they first make the announcement, they say, I've, I've surrendered 
my life to preach the gospel. God's been calling me. I've been running, but I've surrendered. I'm going to preach the gospel now. Some people say, well, you know, God's led me to do this and do that. I'm going to surrender to do that. But every time you come to the house of God, you've got to surrender yourself to worship God the way God really wants you to worship Him. Because I'm going to tell you, I don't care how long you've been in the church, your flesh does not want you to worship. I'm not talking about the devil. We ain't even got to him yet. I'm talking about your flesh. Your flesh, what you look at when you look in the mirror, would rather you do just about anything than worship God. Number one, it's like what David, David's wife the Bible says when she saw King David out there dancing like that and everything, she said the Bible said she despised him in her heart. But you better be careful. Because you know what David said when she when they had their little talk? David said, Next time I'm gonna be more vile than this. And he gave orders. He didn't he didn't he he didn't he didn't divorce her and didn't kick her out. But he but he but he had her put off in her place in a room all by herself. And she never she never experienced Amen a relationship with her husband no more, and she remained barren the rest of her life and was not able to give birth to children. Can I tell you this right now? Anytime you despise worship, you're going to be barren. Let me say that again. That's a powerful statement right here. I said if you despise worship, if you're too proud, if you think you're too good, come on somebody, if you think, well, I'm get my hair messed up. Amen. I had my clothes pressed. Hallelujah. Amen. If you think you're too good to get out here and take the time to praise God, you're going to be barren. There will never be fruit in your life. You've got to surrender to worship. Not only do you have to lay down your pride, hey, let's face it, you've got to get up off your lazy intentions. Come on. Some people don't worship because they're too lazy to worship. And that's a fact. Hallelujah. You know, they, they've been working all week. They've got to have some kickback time. I'm going to tell you something. You better be careful about coming to the house of God wanting to kick back. God just might just step by and just kick you, pull them out of your seat. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. I said the house of God is no place to relax. There's a reason why. There's a reason why churches has got... Pews instead of lazy boys. My God, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't care how good a preacher this guy may think he might be. If I was to come in here and everyone of y'all was stretched out in a lazy boy, I would never be able to preach. 
I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll be up here beating myself to death, wearing myself out, and finally I'd get tired of it. I'd go burn out. I'd, I'd grab Deacon Douglas by that necktie and jerk him out of that lazy boy and let me sit there for a while. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. The house of God is not a place to come to kick back. But let me tell you something. When you come to the house of God and you begin to worship, there's a refreshing. Matter of fact, the Bible says the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, is a refresher. Hallelujah. It'll strengthen you, glory to God. Amen, right? Man, when I get in the house of God and I begin to worship God and I begin to get under the anointing, hallelujah, I'm like David. I feel like I'd run through a troop. But after I get through preaching about 30 minutes, my whole body will be exhausted. It makes a difference when the, when the, when the anointing leaves. Hallelujah. I have to surrender myself to worship. There's a lot of times I have to make myself even raise my hand. I have to make myself clap my hands. Hallelujah. But I never have regretted it. Hallelujah. Because when you respond to God, God will respond to you. Hallelujah. Come on. Give God a hand clap of praise. I'm not no expert by no means. Although I have I have been married for over forty years and I have counseled during that time several people with marital problems. And even though most people say that financial problems is one of the biggest problems a marriage breakups, which that has a lot to do with it a lot of times. I'm going to tell you, one of the biggest problems of marriage of problems is a lack of communication. How many times have I heard it said, Pastor, he don't ever listen to a word I say. Now, you keep quiet, Sister Pastor, over there. I, I, that's not a time for you to say amen. Hallelujah. I don't know what it is. A woman can work all day and she'll come home. And a lot of them are ready to share some things, you know, and talk about her day with her husband. A man can work all day. He comes home, he wants to relax and be left alone. You know? But you've got to take time to communicate. <laughs> if you don't communicate with one another, There was a couple one time that split up and got divorced after 37 years. And in 37 years, the wife says, he only told me he loved me one time in 37 years, and that was the day we got married. And he says, well, gosh, I thought you knew. 
Well, guess what? There's some things that has to be told more than once. Everybody, not just ladies, but men too. There's not nobody in here, if you're human, everybody wants to feel appreciated. A lot of people leave churches simply because they don't feel appreciated. And sometimes we get caught up and we don't take the time. And, 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 I, and I admit, I, the Bible says confession is good for the souls. Sometimes I'm caught up with doing everything else. Sometimes I will, I, I will not say things maybe that I should say to let everybody know how much I appreciate them. Let me t- We're all human beings, and we've got feelings, and we've got emotions. We need to take the time to do, do some things, folks. Hallelujah. Husbands need to let their wives know that they love them and they appreciate them. Children need to be told. Children don't need to be told, kid, you ain't going to never amount to nothing. If you tell that kid that, they probably won't. Hello? I'm talking about taking some time today. Hallelujah. You have to surrender yourself to worship God. To tell God, now I said all, let's say this. One reason why people don't go in Christ, and sometimes the reason why you can't never conquer some of the bad habits you got in your life and get closer to God, and you come to church and you, you, you see somebody else, I'm in doing the Holy Ghost two step and all that stuff. You say, oh man, I, why can't I do that? Because you don't never take the time during the week to communicate to God. You you can't go all week long and not talk to God and come to church on Sunday morning and think everything's going to be all right and you're going to automatically just feel what everybody else is doing. Worship comes from relationship. Hallelujah. Ever how well you worship is a direct influence on your relationship with God. How well your relationship with God is. You see, worship comes from the heart, not just from the lips. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes husbands and wives, whatever, do tell people I love them, but you you can tell when it's just coming from the lips and not from down here. Because if it it just comes from the lips and don't come from down here, then you ain't going to see no actions to go along with it. Sometimes you have to do some things to back up your words. Hallelujah. Now, I know Sister Darlene probably say, I don't remember this because she says a lot of that. But back when she was able to work, and she, she worked in office sometime, some there would be sometimes... There wouldn't be no wouldn't be no birthday, no anniversary, or nothing nothing special. But sometimes I would I would just call the florist and have them deliver some flowers to her to sit on her desk right there for no reason at all, just to back up my words. You might not remember, but I did it. Hallelujah! And nothing does a Nothing does a lady no more good 
and have all them other ladies working around her say, where'd you get them? Uh-huh. Who you got on the side here? Uh-huh. No, it didn't come from somebody on the side. It come from my husband. You do things to back up your word. Come on, somebody. And when I tell God I love Him, I'm going to do some things to back up what I say. Oh, hallelujah. Like I'm going to worship Him when I don't feel like it. I'm going to sing praises to Him when I'm sick in my body. Hallelujah. I'm going to love on Him when nobody's around looking. I'm going to do what's right. When nobody's around, and I might think, well, ain't can't nobody see me. It won't hurt me doing this. Now. Oh, come on now, somebody. Hey, you might not know, but uh, pastor's preaching today. Hallelujah. I said, I'm preaching. I'm giving you a word today. We got to take some time and try, let every one of us. Make an effort. Get a, get a course ready, Brother Darrell. This coming year, 2014, make yourself a list of priorities. Think about it. There were ten men healed, but only one took the time. One out of ten. Hallelujah. You know what? In 2014, I want to be that one. Psalms chapter 5, verse 7, last scripture. This is what David said. But as for me, as for me, nobody else. Nobody else in the family might want to come with me. But as for me, I will come into thy house in the multitude of thy mercy. And in thy fear will I worship toward thy holy temple. Everybody else can do what they want to do. There might have been ten of us got healed. And the other nine is off doing something else. But as for me, David said, as for me, that's just exactly what Joshua told the children of Israel. After they walked into the promised land. Anybody remember what it was Joshua said? He told them, he said, choose you. Choose you this day whom you're going to serve. Joshua said, I ain't going to try to twist your arm. Hey, let me tell you something. Don't, don't, don't try to make somebody to do what you're doing. That's right. It ain't going to work. You can't make a grown person do something they don't want to do. Come on, somebody. If you could, it wouldn't work for them anyway. they got to do it out of a willing heart. I'm not going to waste my time. On trying to make somebody do something they don't want to do. If I could make them do it, it wouldn't work anyway. It's got to come from down here. 
Hallelujah. The day comes when every parent has to go on to church anyway. They can't make their children go no more because their children are adults. You can't make an adult do something they don't want to do. If you try to force them, try to bend the arm, you're just going to make it worse. You're gonna make you're gonna you're gonna make them make them angry. Yes. Joshua said, "So you choose this day, right. whom you're gonna serve." Yes. But as for me, mm. in my house, Glory. we're gonna serve the Lord. Glory. We're gonna serve the Lord. David said, "As for me." I'm going to take some time to be thankful. Let's stand to our feet. I preached longer than what I thought I would. But I thank, I thank God got out what He wanted to be gotten out today.